Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night, wherever and whenever in the world of time and space my voice finds you. Welcome. My name is Aaron James. You're listening to episode two of Kids Myth Plus, where each week we share stories from the deep world of mythology. What are myths? And what is mythology? The word myth comes from the Greek word mythos, which means story of the people. The word mythology comes from the combination of two Greek words, mythos and logos. Logos is the Greek word for speech. So mythology is the spoken stories of the people. Today's story, "Why the Eagle Defends the Americans," comes from a very old book, over 100 years old. That was one of the first books to gather stories from the Great Haudenosaunee Confederacy of Nations. The book is called "The Stories the Iroquois Tell Their Children," written by a woman named Mabel Powers. Mabel Powers was born in Hamburg, New York State, and lived from 1872 to 1966. She was invited by the Seneca tribe to be present at their green corn feast. It was there that she was given her name, Yesenowes, one who carries and tells the stories. At the time when this book of stories was put together. The people of European descent referred to the six nations that made up the Haudenosaunee as the Iroquois. The Haudenosaunee name, which the nations prefer, translates in English as "people of the long house." And the leaders of the six nations, the Mohawk, Oneida, Onondaga, Cayuga, Seneca, and Tuscarora. Still meet to this day in a longhouse located in the Onondaga Nation. We'll post links in the show notes where you can go to learn more about the Haudenosaunee people and the six American nations that make up the Confederacy. So imagine yourself sitting around the fire, maybe roasting a marshmallow or two, and enjoy the story. Many moons before the Europeans came to the Americas, a little Iroquois boy was left in the woods. It was in the days when humans and animals understood each other better than they do now. An old mother bear found the little Iroquois. She felt very sorry for him. She told the little boy not to cry. For she would take him home with her. She had a nice wigwam in the hollow of a big tree. Old Mother Bear had two cubs of her own, but she had a place between her great paws for a third. She took the little papoose, and she hugged him warm and close. She fed him as she did her own little cubs. The boy grew strong. 
He was very happy with his adopted mother and brothers. They had a warm lodge in the hollow of a great tree. As they grew older, Mother Bear found for them all the honey and nuts they could dream to eat. From sunrise to sunset, the little boy played with his cub brothers. He did not know that he was different from them. He thought he was a little bear too. All day long, the boy and the little bears played and had a good time. They rolled and tumbled and wrestled in the forest leaves. They chased one another up and down the bear tree. Sometimes they had a matched game of hug, for every little bear must learn to hug. The one who could hug the longest and the tightest won the game. Old Mother Bear watched her three bear children at their play. She would have been content and happy, but for one thing. She was afraid some harm would come to the boy. Never could she quite forget the bear hunters. Several times they had scented her tree, but the wind had thrown them off the trail. Once, from the bear tree window, she had thrown out rabbit hairs as she saw them coming. The wind had blown the rabbit hairs toward the hunters. As the rabbit hairs fell near the hunters, they had suddenly changed into rabbits and the hunters had given chase. At another time, Mother Bear tossed some partridge feathers to the wind. Just as the hunters drew near the tree, a flock of partridges went whirling into the woods with a great noise, and the hunters ran after them. But on this day, Mother Bear's heart was heavy. She knew now that the big bear hunters were coming. No rabbits or partridges could lead these hunters from the bear trail for they had dogs with four eyes. Foxhounds have a yellow spot over each eye which makes them seem double-eyed. These dogs were never known to miss a bear tree. Sooner or later they would scent it. But Mother Bear thought she might be able to save herself and her cubs. But what would become of the boy? She loved him too well to let the bear hunters get him. Just then, Porcupine, the chief of the animals, passed by the bear tree. Mother Bear saw him. She put her head out of the bear tree window and called to him. He came and sat under the bear tree window and listened to Mother Bear's stories of her fears for the boy. When she had finished, Chief Porcupine said that he would call a council of the animals and see if they could not save the boy. Now the chief had a big voice. As soon as he raised his voice, even the animals away on the longest trails heard. They ran at once and gathered under the council tree. There was a loud roar and a great flapping of wings for the birds came too. Chief Porcupine told them about the fears of Mother Bear and of the danger to the boy. Now, said the chief, which one of you will take the boy and save him from the bear hunters? 
It happened that some animals were present that were jealous of the humans. These animals had held more than one secret council to plan how they could do away with them. They said the human was becoming too powerful. They knew all they knew and more. The beaver did not like the humans because they could build better houses than he. The fox said that the humans had stolen his cunning and could now outwit even him. The wolf and the panther objected to the humans because they conceal themselves and spring with greater surprise than they. The raccoon said that the humans were more daring and could climb higher than even he. The deer complained that they could outrun him. So when Chief Porcupine asked who would take the boy and care for him, each of these animals in turn said that he would gladly do so. Mother Bear sat by and listened as each offered to take care of the boy. She did not say anything, but she was thinking hard. At last she spoke. To the beaver, she said, You cannot take the boy. You will drown him on the way to your lodge. To the fox, she said, You cannot take him. You would teach him to cheat and steal while pretending to be a friend. Neither can the wolf or the panther have him, for they are counting on having something good to eat. You, dear, lost your upper teeth for eating human flesh, and, too, you have no home. You are a tramp. And you, raccoon, I cannot trust you, for you would coax him to climb so high that he would fall. No, none of you can have the boy. Now a great bird that lives in the sky had flown into the council tree while the animals were speaking, but they had not seen him. When Mother Bear had spoken, this wise old eagle flew down and said, Give the boy to me, Mother Bear. No bird is so swift and strong as the eagle, and I will protect him. On my great wings I will bear him far away from the bear hunters. I will take him to the wigwam of an Iroquois friend, where a little boy is wanted. Mother Bear looked into the eagle's keen eyes. She saw that he could see far. Then she said, Take him, eagle. I trust him to you. I know you will protect the boy. The eagle spread wide his great wings. Mother Bear placed the boy on his back, and away they soared far from the council woods. The eagle left the boy as he had promised, at the door of a wigwam where a little Iroquois boy was wanted. This was the first American to be saved by an American eagle. The boy grew to be a noble chief and a great hunter. No hunter could hit a bear trail so soon as he, for he knew just where and how to find the bear trees. 
but never was he known to cut down a bear tree or to kill a bear. However, many were the wolf, panther, and deer skins that hung in his lodge. The hunter's wife sat and made warm coats and clothing from the fox and beaver skins, which the hunter father had brought in from his hunts. But never was the hunter, his wife, or his children ever seen to wear a bearskin coat. So, the boy was raised by a mother bear and grew up in the forest among all of the animals, the beaver, the house builder, the cunning fox, the treacherous wolf, the deer, the raccoon, and their chief, the porcupine. What did you think of the story? You know, this story makes me feel the people who told it were very close to their natural world, the world in which they lived in the forests, close to the animals. How about the eagle? the protector and his keen eyes. The boy became a great hunter, and the Native American peoples of North America, South America, they were great hunters, and they didn't hunt for sports or for fun, really, although maybe they did have fun. But they used all of the parts of the animals that they hunted as you can tell from this story. So think about this story and what questions come to your mind about how the Haudenosaunee people lived and how they still live today and their cultures and what do they find important and value. That's something that myths and stories from the old can teach us about what was important to the people that told the stories and what their lives were like. So I hope you enjoyed it. This has been episode two of Kids Myth Plus, presented to you by me, Aaron James, and a presentation of Brooklyn Sage Productions. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Share us with your friends and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at KidsMythPlus. That's at KidsMythPlus, P-L-U-S. Thanks for listening. And remember, keep asking questions and looking for the magic. It's all around us.